The Film Guide with Sam and Chris, part of the St Albans podcast with Danny Smith. Welcome along to another edition of the St Albans Film Guide, this time in the hot seat, moving things around just a little bit because this might confuse you that you hear my voice now and then you hear the next voice next and you might think, well, that's not normal, but... It's uh, none other than your friend of mine, producer Sam. Hello. Hello, Danny. How are you doing? I'm all right. So people would have been expecting to hear you, but they may not have been expecting to hear me. That's right. Yeah. So we would normally have Chris, local film fan, Chris Aikman here, being the film host and I being the film guide, but he is indisposed. And so... He's you've drunk very... in a gutter somewhere, isn't he? That's what we're Absolutely, saying. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, but St Albans has enough pubs that you can he find... You have to drink in all of them every day. That's That's what we're saying. Yeah, he is unavailable, and so you have very kindly agreed to jump in and uh, host for us today. Well, no, it's my pleasure, and you know I'm particularly grateful for all the notice you gave me as well to uh, you know really sort of prepare myself for this. So, what could possibly go wrong? Look, Danny, you're a professional. You've been doing this long time now. You don't need practice or notice. Yeah, I know, and and I, I never prepare anyway, so it really wouldn't matter. Uh, and I have nothing else going on in my life, so I had time. So yeah. No harm, no foul. Let's crack straight on then. Uh, if, if you're new to listening to this old nonsense, what we do is we get our film guide. So this week it is the one and only, the inimitable Sam Rolfe. Uh, not to be confused with the producer, the man from Uncle from the 1960s. That was a different Sam Rolfe, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah, I was not, I mean, I was going to say I was, I was not alive, but <laughs> I was not an old white man then, no. We do, you, you're making an assumption that Sam Rolfe was an old white man. I've seen... Is he not? I've seen his picture. Uh, all right, I thought it was a woman. No, don't think so. Samuel no, Rolfe. All I knew is it was Sam Rolfe, so nah. I just assumed it was a, a female scientist. Oh, um, well, that's nice. Normally, people assume I'm male. So well, you've got you've got to stop being. You know, you're part of the problem. You are. You know. Yeah. Anyway, no. It, it, um, Sam, Sam's here. What we do is we look at Sam's choice of films on free to air TV for the forthcoming week. We will also look at new releases uh, on the streaming services. But we start things off with uh, a couple of films coming out in the cinema uh, this week. And the first one we're starting off with is a film called Beast. Yes, that's right. So we've got Idris Elba. He's playing uh, a father figure who's taking his family back to sort of where he met their mother uh, over in South Africa. And they're doing some safari out in the out in the sort of savannas and so forth. And then all doesn't go very well. Yeah. Um, okay. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a monster movie, isn't it? It is, yes. So King of the Jungle, Lions... Got something to prove, apparently. Right. Okay. So, so it's it's sort of Jaws, but it's like Jaws in the Jungle. Would that be a a way of looking uh, at it, maybe? Yes, but that just reminded me of George and George in the Jungle. Yeah, well, that's why I said it. You see, there's you know. <laughs> yes, Brendan Fraser back with a vengeance. Yeah, yeah, he's he's sacked off. He hasn't had a, he hasn't had good parts in a little while now, and he's. Uh, no, it's not about him, is it? It's, it's basically, it's a bit, I don't think you're giving any, it feels like you're being coined stepping around this. The trailers clearly show what the, the big beast is. It's a, it's a dirty, great big lion that looks That's a lot right. bigger than normal lions are. Mm, yeah. I mean, I do have, it is interesting because I think either, I suppose you show the monster straight up in these things, or you use not showing the monster to your advantage, which can obviously provide a lot more suspense and so forth. So it just depends what you're trying to do with the monster movie aspect of it, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of feel a, as a rule that trailers give way too much away. Uh, and and 
I think it's a real shame that it seems that the, the the makers of the movies feel that they've got to get, well, it's probably not them, is it? It's probably some executives somewhere that have no real part of the creative process who who make trailers that, that they think will pull the people in, not realising that perhaps they're giving a lot of the story away by doing so. Yeah. I mean, my understanding uh, from what Chris has told me, um, and he's, you know, high up in the film industry, a lot of the trailers are essentially, yeah, they're not made by the production company. They're like given to a company that make trailers. That is what they do. And then I don't think there's actually a lot of control, like you say, of, of what actually goes in a trailer. So you might, I mean, I'm assuming there'd be some embargo on some aspects of the story or whatever. Like you're not going to, you know, in Avengers movie, you're not going to be like, oh, Black Widow dies in the in the last one. You're not going to put that in the trailer, are you? So yeah, I mean, I, I would imagine that they would hold back certain like major plot twists. But but um, anyway, I mean, the poster of this, the the poster that I've seen at least, is a picture of Idris Elba facing off against a dirty great big lion. So I, you know, they've even put it on the poster. So clearly, they're not trying to hold that back. I mean, um, good luck to him. Hmm. I saw a trailer for this in the cinema the other day, and the thing that really um, struck me with it was actually the sound, the sound of the lion, the the the, the beast of the movie. You know that uh, there was something about the sound that was terrifying. That they, they've done a very good job on it. It's not something I think when often when sound is done well, you don't notice. It's one of those mm. things. It goes. It's a sort of an unloved craft within movies, you know. That, um, but but there was something about about the way that every time you heard it roar, that you that it attacked. That there was just such like you you felt it reverberate in your in your in your breastbone, you know. And 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 it was something quite. Uh, yeah, it, it was it was very good the way that that was done. But uh, anyway. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I think like a lot of movie going experience can be lost when we just sit at home and watch these things um, through our terrible TV speakers, <laughs> potentially, you know. So, yeah, like you say, it is a, a huge part of the actual experience, isn't it? Having those huge cinema speakers creating the atmosphere for us. Yeah, yeah. And 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 certainly, you know, part of the, the, the you know, the impact of the, the animal, you know, if, if, if you could be, if you can be affected by the sound of the animal, then you're going to be very much scared by all of it. Um, you know, including when it's like ripping a car to pieces and things like that. But, uh, but anyway, um, it, it, interesting to see how well it does. I, I gather it's had mixed reviews so far, but, uh, but Idris Elba, I think is always quite good. And also yeah. uh, Shalto Copley. I think, it, it, I think he's been great in everything I've ever seen him in. So, yeah, I guess we shall see whether that all leads to it being um, quite a, you know, quite a cinematic experience or, you know, just a damp squid. Anyway, that's Beast, which is out on um, the 26th of August, as is our next film we're going to be talking about, isn't it, Sam? That's right. Yes. So this is The Invitation, uh, which is a, a bit of a horror movie, it looks like. I just I just watched the trailer, kind of. <laughs> Um, without sound, having just professed about how important sound is in cinema. Um, however, essentially, this is about a woman who takes a DNA test after the death of her mother, and she discovers a long-lost cousin that she never knew she had. And so she's invited to a lavish wedding in the English countryside, and Evie, uh, who is the is the character, is at first seduced by the sexy aristocratic host. 
However, she is soon thrust into a nightmare of survival as she uncovers twisted secrets about her family's history. Okay, well, so it stars um, Natalie Emmanuel um, from Game... Well, to say an actress is from Game of Thrones doesn't narrow it down much because it's had hundreds of people in it. Mm. But but it is, um, yeah, uh, Game of Thrones, Natalie Emmanuel. And uh, she seems to be the star. Sean Pertwee, who old listeners may... Um, be familiar with the name because he's the son of John Pertwee, who was Doctor Who and Wurzel Gummidge back in the day. But Sean Pertwee, who has carved out something of a career all on his own, uh, uh, and uh, he's he's in there playing a butler again. I think that's his thing, because he was in <laughs> Gotham, where he played Alfred the butler for um, quite a number of years as well. There you uh, go. But, but, and there's some other people in there who I don't really know who they are, but I'm sure they're all nice people. Indeed. Um, yeah, so this this seems like a kind of a, a gothic horror. Yeah. With, uh, some, yeah, it, I mean, again, like we said about the trailer, probably gives too much away, but yeah, it seems like it's sort of a bit a bit bloody and a bit cult-like, something's strange as a foot, you know, what's mm. going on with this family of hers. So, yeah, exciting. Yeah, and, and um, yeah, set in, set in England, um, but uh, filmed, because I, I saw a bit of the trailer myself, and the road she's driving up to get to the, the so-called English stately home where it's set doesn't particularly look like any road I've ever seen in the UK before, and it would seem it was filmed in Hungary, but I think that's often the case, is a lot of, you know, it's very rare these days that a movie's actually filmed where it's necessarily shot, where it's set, I should say. Yeah, that is interesting, isn't it? It's like, well, let's not go to the place that we're trying to recreate, but go somewhere else and try to recreate the recreation. Yeah, very interesting. Well, I believe so So much that, that determines where a film is filmed is to do with tax breaks and how much it's likely to cost the production. And and oft, I, I, saw, I remember being struck by this for the first time when I saw a documentary about the making of Raiders of the Lost Ark, the first Indiana Jones film that apparently when they first got the script and they saw that part of it was set in Egypt, the first thing they looked at was, was there anything about Egypt that people would know from the script? Like, did it feature the pyramids? Did it feature other like landmarks? You know, was the Nile in it? And, and if not, then where could they film it that might be cheaper to film it than Egypt? And I think they filmed it in Tunisia, uh, which, which, and, and also because it was believed that that Tunisia of the time they made the movie looked a lot more like Egypt of the setting of the movie because the movie was set in the 30s but made in the 80s and and it was felt that perhaps Egypt looked too modern in the 80s to make it look like Egypt of the 30s but but then it suddenly dawned on me I thought wow they don't make anything where they set it yeah I mean I guess like you say it comes down to money essentially doesn't it a lot of the time so mm. anyway that's uh, that's the invitation which is also out on the 26th of August. Time now to take a look at what's on <laughs> on the streaming services. Uh, so uh, we're looking at uh, both Netflix and Prime Video have releases this week. And the first one we're going to talk about is on Netflix and it's called Soul Vibes. So this is an action-adventure comedy set in the days leading up to the 1988 Seoul Olympics. And I couldn't quite tell what the Olympics actually had to do with anything, because it sounds like, oh, it's going to be a movie about like athletes or something. <laughs> but no, uh, it's actually about a 
ragtag team of drivers and mechanics who go undercover to dismantle a massive money laundering ring. Okay, but I imagine though it's the backdrop, isn't it? That 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 perhaps Seoul in in the late eighties, in the build up to the Olympics. Uh, was was a, a big deal, and the fact that it was happening in South Korea was was a big deal, and and so yeah, even if it's not about Olympics, it's just about the fact that it was Seoul at a time where there's all this sort of vibrant energy buzzing through it, in, in, as as excitement is escalating, leading it up to the Summer Olympics. Yeah, um, exactly. So uh, yeah, exactly. It's it's about the setting and. Perhaps the money laundering ring has got something to do with the Olympics. Potentially, who knows? Um, but we'll have to we'll have to watch to find out. But the trailer looked like it was yeah, it looked like a fun a fun watch. So I'll definitely be interested in catching this at some point. Okay, and this is a. Am I right in thinking this is a Korean movie? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, so it's in the it's in Korean, so not in the English language, but it may well have dubbing. I don't know into English. Um, but yes, subtitled otherwise. Yeah, uh, but but uh, but yes, it's on. Um, it's it's available through Netflix. It looks like it's a Netflix original movie, and it comes out on the twenty sixth of August. And the other movie that we're talking about in this part is out on Prime Video, and um, it's somebody that I, I wouldn't quite necessarily expect to be in a film that would go straight to uh, to uh, a, a, a streaming release. But but these are interesting times we live in, and and yeah, and it's uh, the latest offering from Sylvester Stallone, and it's called Samaritan. Yeah, exactly. Um, he is a big name, isn't he? And although I think now that you know a streaming movie has won an Oscar, I think it's sort of all bets are off for for actors now. Like if if they think it's going to be a good, you know, if they if they enjoy the concept of the movie and they want that's something they want to pursue, you know, then why not now? Mm, yes, I mean certainly with um, with with it, with a streaming movie winning Best Picture this year, uh, I, I think that streaming movie platform releases being seen as like the a second rate thing is is long since gone. And it's the same with television, isn't it? There was a time where there was a real pecking order. In fact, I saw an interview just yesterday with with James Garner, one of my all time favourites, and he was. He was somebody who, back in the 60s, 70s and 80s, you know, throughout the, 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 a lot of his career, kept flitting between starring on TV series, movies, um, you know, some some of which got Oscar um, interest, you know, not not just sort of second rate movies. Now, you know, he was in he was in The Great Escape. He got nominated for a Best Actor Oscar in the 80s for a, a movie he did with Sally Field. He 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 was quite the the master of that that platform. But he was saying in this interview about the snobbery that there, that there was, and he said that you know the top of the pecking order was Broadway. And 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 he said, you know, you starred in Broadway, and and that was the pinnacle. And then next down, it was always perceived that it was Hollywood and it was movies, and 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 yet people who were starring in Broadway would look down their nose on people starring in movies in Hollywood, who would in turn look down their nose at people working on television, and 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 it was very much a pecking order. And by and large, actors stuck to their lanes. But but within the last I don't know twenty five years or so things have started to change somewhat and you know th- th- there is often talk of like the golden age of television and how um, some of the, the the greatest writing and some of the g- greatest talent both in front of and behind the cameras have, have gone to television and have made some wonderful series and um, and then now streaming platforms coming along making movies that are winning Oscars it, it it's um, yeah the, the landscape has completely changed so maybe Stallone is now. On, on the crest of that wave 
Absolutely, yeah. So he is starring as a reclusive neighbour called Mr. Smith. So maybe a relative of yours, Danny. I would imagine so, yeah. And he is living in a world where 25 years ago, the world's greatest hero vanished. So this is a superhero movie. And now crime is on the rise in his city. And a young boy named Sam Cleary suspects that his mysterious neighbour might be a legend in hiding. Uh-huh. So you've got a Mr. Smith and a Sam. It's a recipe for success. Absolutely, exactly. So yeah, the, this... the listener won't need to know more than that. A Mr. Smith and a Sam, they're in. They're exactly. There. I mean, Stallone. I think it's. I don't think it's unfair to say Stallone can be somewhat hit and miss. You know, he's done some, some, you know, some pretty great movies in his time. He's created some iconic characters, and he's done some duds as well. But, but I, he he's very prolific on on Instagram. Uh, and and he's been he's been singing the praises of this movie for quite some time now, and how proud he is of the movie. So if that means anything at all, then hopefully maybe uh, it means that this is going to be quite a good one. Yeah, I mean, if he thinks it's decent, and he therefore probably showed up and actually put a lot of effort into his role, hopefully in that mm. respect. So yeah, exciting, and yeah, it looks kind of gritty and that sort of thing. So. Not your, not your sort of Deadpool comedy. No, but, <laughs> superhero. but it's, and the the rating of it is such that it's suitable. Un, unlike Deadpool, which is very much mm. sort of you know a grown ups only, this does look like it's a little bit more um, accessible. Um, it's got here. It says here PG thirteen. That's sort of like a twelve, mm. isn't it? If 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 you convert that to English money, yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, and uh, it it certainly gives off that superhero vibe. And um, and yeah, it, you know, Stallone can be very good. So it might have all the the requisite parts of a good a good couple of hours sat in front of a screen. We've reached the uh, final part of this week's film guide, and, and and this is the bit that I always look forward to is, is hearing what old tripe our film guide. Um, guides have come up with uh, uh, as to what we should watch on tv thanks danny uh, i i lovingly <laughs> lovingly picked these films from the many that were available on free to air television and even you know i accidentally picked one that was only on an irish tv channel which i was excited for but you know what can you do <laughs> okay i i mean sam sam's tastes are are, are actually quite um no, 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 they're quite good. They're quite good, and and uh, <laughs> and I've just uh, you know having glanced down her list because you know I've had ages to pour over this stuff. Um, mm. You know, I I think there's some movies there that are well worth looking out for uh, on here, and we start with a with a corker to begin with, uh, which is on uh, Friday the twenty sixth of August at nine pm on Film Four Galaxy Quest. Yeah, that's right. So this is a sort of comedy sci fi where a cast of actors who play sort of a star trek style uh cast on a yeah on a sci-fi show they're you know having to they're sort of at the end of their careers the show got cancelled they're doing comic cons and that sort of thing but then aliens invade and they are needed for their (laughs) sci-fi skills so so the aliens don't realize that they were merely actors playing space heroes who knew how to fly spaceships and be aliens and they go and grab them and ask them to help them defeat an enemy and they're all just actors and they ain't got a clue what to do because they were just actors and this wasn't real and and it 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 sort of lovingly pokes fun doesn't it at the whole Mm. 
Star Trek phenomenon. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, I think so. I think it is made it's made with love uh, for for Star Trek and other sci-fi. It's definitely worth a watch if you've never seen it. It came out in 1999, so it's been around a little while now. Um <laughs> 23 years. I was going to say about 13 years, but apparently (laughs) the 90s were more than 15 years ago now. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, and of course, uh, one of your all time favorites in there, you, which you haven't mentioned, Sigourney Weaver. Oh, well, absolutely. Yes. That's, that's very true. Uh, yeah. We actually watched Aliens the other night. So, uh, can't say no to a bit more Sigourney Weaver anytime soon. She does seem to crop up in the film guy quite frequently. Um, each week, it does seem that she, she's often mentioned by by one of the hosts. So, uh, so well, that's... I mean, why why wouldn't you? She's excellent. <laughs> there you go. That's official. Sam's a doctor. She knows these things. That's Galaxy Quest, nine pm on Film Four, Friday the twenty sixth of August. We move to Saturday the twenty seventh of August, and another film that I would think would be right up your street because of the the subject matter this time uh this year from 2016 at 6 30 p.m on film four is hidden figures and this is about like women who are scientists and stuff isn't it uh yeah essentially uh they, mathematicians? they are yeah they they are computers actually um so when we talk about computers nowadays we think about machines um but People used to actually be computers before machines were doing all the calculations for us. So they would compute the outcome of mathematical equations. And so the title of the movie is works in two ways. You've got the fact that they're doing mathematics, so hidden figures, and also the fact that the stories of these people have only recently started to come to light and be actually told out in the open. So literal hidden figures in that respect. So these were people, mostly women, um, who were working behind the scenes on orbital calculations for many of the space missions in the early days of spaceflight. And many of them were uh, people of colour as well. So, of course, that means their stories are hidden further um, in history, as you know, not just because they're women, but also because they're people of colour. And so, yeah, this really tells an amazing story. And the characters are based on real life people, but they're not necessarily a one-to-one comparison of like that person's story. Some of the characters are sort of a mix of people of like a few different real life people. But it's yeah, it's just told the stories are told in a very empathetic way, showing what actually life was like for them and the amazing things that they achieved within the space industry at the time. So yeah, really worth a watch if you've not if you've not seen it before. Okay. Yeah. So, so, um, you know, based on, based on real events and real people uh, and, and yeah, the, uh, the, the, the performances now I haven't seen this film, but I have heard very good things about it, in particular, the main performances uh, Taraji P. Henson, Octavia Spencer and Janelle Monet as, as the three main protagonists in this do, do a wonderful job. That's uh, Hidden Figures, which is on uh, Saturday, the 27th of August, 6.30pm on Film 4. Let's move to Sunday, the 28th of August, uh, and we have 4.45pm on Film 4, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Now, this was this was a surprisingly big Spider-Man movie. Surprising because it was an animated one, and often the animated films don't seem to hit the cinema screens. They t- tend to be the ones that go straight to video and often aren't, aren't really referenced in any way as being part of official universes and things but but this one sort of crossed some lines didn't it in in a very good way yeah exactly so i mean have you seen this danny because i know you're not 
you have okay so you've you've got some reference there excellent i'm glad otherwise i would have been like you need to go watch it right now <laughs> i i mean i've seen the superhero movies i've seen the marvels and the dcs and you know all these other ones they're not necessarily my go-to option for watching a movie but i've i enjoy them fine uh but this one is really good i'd watch it again and again mainly because it's such a homage to animation throughout the ages the way that they weave different stories of different spider people and use different animation styles uh, to actually tell the tell the stories without even saying anything and it just they use different frame rates and all sorts of different things that have been done throughout animation throughout time just to make this amazing beautiful web that they have weaved uh into for this movie yeah, so, so they they kind of use this whole multiverse thing, which which now seems to be almost overused, I think. But 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 where, where they bring together all these different Spider Men, Spider Pigs, other Spider Beings, uh, are all uh, from their own respective universes, are all somehow brought together and then have to kind of work together to do something or other. And it's done very well, and it's a very entertaining movie. Well, if that's coming from you, Danny, uh, a person who is not that big of a fan of animated movies, then that is See, that's harsh, praise. and that, that's not true at all. I, I'm not necessarily uh... a fan of ones aimed at youngsters because I don't have kids, and it's it's not really my my thing. I can appreciate that they are well made, but I, I'm not necessarily keen to watch them myself. But but this wasn't this didn't feel childish. This this felt like it was aimed at a slightly more um a wider audience than just aiming it at kids yeah definitely i think yeah i think people of all ages can enjoy this for different reasons you know younger kids are going to enjoy it because it's spider-man and you know it's animation and it's the story of spider-man but done in a fun way but it then also like i say has all these different animation styles that maybe a an older person who has watched many animation styles over their lifetime might then appreciate the amount of work that must have gone, you know, a movie like this wasn't even technologically possible really up until essentially this last 10, 10 years when they've made and released it. Okay. So that's uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is on Film 4 on Sunday, the 28th of August at 4.45pm. Let's move to Monday, the 29th of August. And this film has an all-star cast. Uh, we've got including uh, Christopher Walken, Je Jennifer Lopez, Dan Aykroyd, Anne Bancroft, Sylvester Stallone making another appearance, Gene Hackman, Sharon Stone. And then you notice it's animated and you think, oh, well, but, um, but, but you're going to tell me why I'm wrong and, and in my, my, my dismissive tone there when I'm talking about the film Ants. Yeah, that's right. So Ants, it, it was one of these movies where it happens quite a lot over time where you've got a movie about one thing and then another studio or production company makes a movie about a very similar, if not the same um, topic. So you had that versus A Bug's Life. Yeah, and, and this was DreamWorks and Disney and they were they were doing this and they were, they were often coming up with very similar um, movie settings and releasing the, and racing to see who was going to release theirs first. Uh, and, and this is one of the rare ones I've seen in the cinema. I've seen Ants. Well, that, that is pretty impressive. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw it in cinema as well. Yeah. And I don't remember I you there, but okay, I'll take your word for that. <laughs> I think they released it in more than one cinema, Danny. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, well, I mean, I kind of put this in a little bit because I haven't seen it for a long, long time. 
Um, and so I wanted to see maybe if it held up a little bit. But yeah, it's 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 a fun, as far as I remember, it's like a fun kids, essentially for kids. But the same with all kind of like Disney, Pixar, DreamWorks films. They all have something in there for the adults because they're the ones you have to, you know, chaperone their children to the cinema to watch these things. So yeah, I think it's... It's a bit of fun. It's you know on a on a bank holiday afternoon. There was something I, I kind of recall amusing about uh, watching a, a character that had the voice of Sylvester Stallone but looked like an ant, and being all sort of macho and and yeah, they're, they're, it it certainly I think it made me smile once or twice. Well, that again is obviously high praise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so anyway uh that's that's uh that's monday the 29th of august uh 2 p.m on itv uh that's the movie ants uh also on monday uh 2 35 p.m on film four so you're going to have to somehow split your time on this but uh we have how to train your dragon is this part of the game of thrones universe is this one of the this is no no not at all this is this is way before well I assume the books were out, but I'm actually. When was I don't? I haven't seen Game of Thrones. I don't know when it came out. <laughs> I was gonna, it's way before Game of Thrones, but that was probably not true. Okay, um, it probably was. Well, 2010, this movie came out. I can't remember now when Game of Thrones came out. Probably not a dissimilar amount of time. Okay, well, no, it's not anything to do with Game of Thrones. It's it is it's an animation. DreamWorks animation. Yeah, it is another animation. I haven't seen this, so. I don't know much about it other than the title, but I have had on good authority that it is an excellent film and that I am missing out by not seeing it. Okay, so what? So Chris told you that? No, it was uh, my colleague at work. Okay. So yeah, we often listen to film scores uh, at work because it's kind of like a neutral kind of relaxing soundtrack to work to. And every time the sort of score comes up from this movie he's like have you seen this yet and I'm like no sorry so I put this one in my diary if I'm free on the bank holiday Monday I will watch okay came out the year before Game of Thrones so so obviously Game of Thrones was inspired by it oh um, yeah I would exactly. imagine yeah and was was popular enough that there was a sequel wasn't there how to train your dragon too which does if sound it... a little bit like an incomplete sentence but yeah train your dragon to what yeah <laughs> well you'll find out i guess if you watch both movies i suppose so but yeah uh, how to train your dragon uh, more animated fun for all the family and um, that is also on uh, monday the 29th of august 2 35 p.m on film four and then if that wasn't enough 5 p.m on great movies these are all on monday so this is what sometimes happens is that there's not much on throughout the week, but one day has all the good movies. So it might be worth trying to record some of these up and then save them back to kind of give you something to watch throughout the week. But we have a remake, uh, the 2008 version of The Day the Earth Stood Still, uh, 5 p.m. on Great Movies. Yeah, this has Keanu Reeves, and I think I've seen quite a lot of Keanu Reeves movies, but I have not seen this. I believe it got kind of mixed reviews at the time. I'm not, I don't recall exactly, but it is, yeah, as you said, it's a remake from sort of a 1950s sci-fi, which I believe is also based on a book, but I could be wrong. And so I essentially picked it because I wanted to see what Keanu Reeves could do in this sort of sci-fi area because he's done a lot of action. So I assume there's probably a bit of action, and well, unless it means that the 
people on earth also stood still as opposed to just the earth itself um i don't know but i think the premise is essentially that the earth stops rotating and then bad things happen yeah it's not going to be good is it no um, no not not at all now i had it in my head that it's where the phrase that like we come in peace you know the sort of the cliched thing about um you know what aliens say when they come to earth that it was from the original movie but but i might have made that up okay no, uh, i hadn't heard that before so it's not impossible well it, well it has to come from somewhere doesn't it well sure exactly yeah uh but uh but yeah so so i mean keanu reeves i find he's somebody that's a little bit I really like him and some of the stuff I've seen him in, I think is great, but there are times where I watch him and I'm, I'm wishing for more, you know, mm. like when you have to go and go to see your kids, um, like a school assembly and it's rubbish, but you're wishing that they could be a bit better. You know, you're, you're in your heart. You really want it to be, you know, you say, Oh, please be a bit better than this. Come on. You're good. <laughs> you can do this. And, and that's how I sometimes feel when I watch Keanu Reeves. Okay, that's interesting. I've not heard that very specific way of describing his performances before, but I like it. Um. Well, he's kind of, I mean, it would be harsh of me to say that he basically throws the same performance at so much of what he does. But it does sometimes feel a little bit like that, that, that you know, if you watched some of his performances out of context, you'd be hard pressed to say which movies they might have been from because they might be similar. However, that can also be said of an awful lot of other actors as well. And, and, you know, it's not necessarily even a criticism. No. I'm sure if you use the internet to find out, um, to do some searching, there's definitely a lot of analysis on Keanu Reeves as like a sort of a perfect action actor because of how, in a way, how samey he is. People know what they're going to get. And you can also allow yourself to project yourself onto him in the movies and so you can kind of like see yourself in that in that movie when people go to see a film in a way they don't want to be surprised they want to know what they're getting you know you go and see um a movie so if you go and see keanu reeves movie you sort of know what kind of performance you're going to get almost um you know that you, you want that you know tom cruise plays kind of the same character every time they're always a little bit hyper and a little bit shorter and have you know sort of you know but a lot of drive and passion you know, perhaps just <laughs> well, had one too many bags of Haribo but you know yeah may would you say that like for Sigourney Weaver for example though no so, I would not because yeah. I would not wish to upset you but if you weren't listening <laughs> maybe no no I wouldn't say that uh, because no, also I'm there just, are plenty of interested. actors that well there are plenty of actors that have greater range but perhaps are not necessarily the the leading actors you know where you know you you, you think about the, the the actors who who are the the name above a poster, the ones that the people go to see, because I don't know if, forgive me for this, I don't know how many people say, "Oh, can't wait for the new Sigourney Weaver movie," but well, they, there's you, one person right here. Yeah, obviously <laughs> there is, but 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 do you know what I mean? You know, people would talk about the Tom Cruise movie. They would talk, you know, certain stars. You talk about them, and 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 other people. You might really enjoy seeing them in something, but you, you know, people wouldn't necessarily be drawn in by that person and, and and yet that that person possibly has a better acting range possibly has more to offer as more diverse performances that they can throw out there perhaps i may i may have to we may have to agree to disagree a little bit on that well well no i, I mean I, i'm not trying to knock sigourney weaver at all no i, I, I know mean, i'm not i don't mean specifically sigourney weaver but like obviously like in you know every everybody 
um, is interested in watching different people in different movies. So you'd be drawn in by different things. Sure, but, but for those, so I, I mean, I think that there are only a couple of different reasons why people go to see a particular film. And, and I think you, you're going to be drawn in perhaps by the story, but, you know, maybe you know of the story, you've read it, you've read it, maybe it's an adaptation of a book, maybe it's mm. it's from some other source that you know of already, or you might be drawn in by one of the main actors in it. You know, now sometimes you might be uh, drawn in because of a supporting actor that you happen to follow their work and like their work and think, yes, I want to see that person too. But but I do think by and large people, they know what they're getting if they're going to go and see a, a Stallone movie or a Schwarzenegger movie or, a you know, and, and I think with Keanu Reeves, is someone similar. He, he may not quite be the name that, that always, you know, guarantees box office success, but I do think that his performances are... Uh, predictable but but i don't mean that to sound as dismissive as it just did <laughs> fair enough well that sparked quite the uh it's quite the chat there so <laughs> yeah what about the movie at all <laughs> no no that's okay I, mean, I heard it was a load of old rubbish that the original was brilliant and this one wasn't but but who knows i mean it could be that this is uh just, just would tick a box Anyway, that's the day the Earth stood still, which is on uh, Monday the 29th of August, uh, 5 p.m. on Great Movies. Our final movie for Monday the 29th at 9 p.m. on Great Movies once again is Life. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I picked I picked a few movies on on Monday just because it's the bank holiday essentially, and you know people might be kicking around a little bit more than what they would on a normal Monday. Um, but this one, yeah, it's 2017 movie. Um, you've got. Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Reynolds, uh, amongst uh, a few others. And Rebecca and Ferguson. Rebecca Ferguson's there, yeah. And this is uh, it's another sci-fi. So, you know, horrors and sci-fis, you know, that's kind of my your, thing. It's, it's your bag, isn't it? That's, that's yeah. what you do. That's right. But I, yeah, I, I, I saw this probably when it came out. I don't think I've seen it more recently, but um, I surprisingly can remember it reasonably well because I'm not that good my memory is not great uh but yeah I I remember enjoying this the science in it was questionable but then that is true that's of often quite the a... question that people ask isn't it how was the science though uh yes Danny yes it is that is the question that a lot of people ask yeah I'm, I, I get asked that all the time whenever I say you know so I really enjoyed something the other day they said all right but how was the science mm. Yeah, the science in it was like kind of questionable, but that's okay. It is a sci-fi, and obviously you need certain things to potentially break the scientific laws of whatever physics, biology, etc., to have your sort of dramatic element. Um, which is why The Martian works so well. Like the initial storm in The Martian that destroys the um, spacecraft that they're trying to take off from the surface on. Um, that is just not possible on on Mars. But otherwise, you know, Matt Damon's character wouldn't have been stranded. Yeah. So that's why I've never watched it. I mean, that just that just <laughs> that just ruined it for me. I mean, <laughs> the rest of the science in that is actually really good. Okay, so I have, I have a question about this movie, but this mm. is going to be a spoiler, so you might have to cut this little bit out and then and then answer it, and then and then we'll carry on. Is this the one where? Yes. <laughs> Yes, it is. But yeah, I, I might cut that out because it, it is quite a fun. It is quite a fun thing that happens. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, don't include that bit now because. But but now I can. I wasn't sure because to be fair, I've seen a few of these sorts of films and they all bl- yep. blend in together. But now I know which one you're talking about. I quite enjoyed this. Yeah, it was. It it 
they do use that i think quite well um as a as a sort of draw and mm. then yeah but the sort of yeah the overall adventure and drama of the movie i think is 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 quite a good quite a good uh keeps you keeps you in, intrigued and interested i think okay and i think that it's ambitious to try to do a good horror sci-fi movie because i think so many of them and i don't know if you'll agree with me or not but so many of them are rubbish so it's very refreshing when one's done that's actually quite good because some of the films i've enjoyed the most of all time are horror sci-fi yeah alien as as a as a classic example but there've been so many films that have clearly been inspired by alien that are just rubbish so it's nice to have something that is in that i know it's not alien at all but but mm, but something no. that is also horror sci-fi that is actually not a pile of old tosh <laughs> yeah exactly which is why i put it on my picks yeah <laughs> so there you go that's uh that's uh jake G- uh, gillenhall uh, rebecca ferguson and ryan reynolds in life and that is on monday the 29th of august 9 p.m on great movies the final movie that sam has picked for the week is on wednesday the 31st of august 9 p.m on five action and this kind of surprises me from you slightly but uh but you have chosen the sixth day what, what what's surprising about it well this is if it's the movie i'm thinking it is i'm just rapidly looking it's, it up but it's um, arnold schwarzenegger yeah well it's it's hardly it's it's one of his lesser known movies, but I think it's quite a good one. I, I didn't have you down as a particular army fan. Uh, well, I mean, I I'm a Terminator fan through and through. Terminator and Terminator Two: Judgment Day. Yeah. Um, would watch over and over again. The rest of them can. Yeah, no, we. That's a whole other podcast. But <laughs> I think I've seen probably again. I've probably seen most Arnold Schwarzenegger movies like Predator, The Red. Day? No, what was that called? Red something. Raw Deal. Um, oh, Red no. Heat. Red Heat. That's Red the Heat. One. Raw Deal was another one from around that time. Yeah. Commando, and, you know, the one where he uh, goes around without any pants on. Oh no, I have seen that yeah. a long time ago though. Uh, you know, so there's there's a there's a lot of Arnold Schwarzenegger films out there, obviously, of yeah. course. Yeah. But I think this one is one that I just somehow have never seen, despite it having been out for 22 years now okay have you ever seen uh, end of days if we're listing arnie films because that's quite a good one that's a bit unusual for him mm, no i don't think i have so okay because that was a little bit supernatural ish and he's sort of up i think that's the one where he's up against the devil which oh, is interesting okay. and the last action hero if you've not seen that that's a great one where it's because it's sort of it breaks the fourth wall quite a bit as well because he plays an action hero who breaks out of the cinema screen and he's suddenly in, in the real world and oh, no. um, and has to suddenly realize that, that that there are consequences in the real world that there weren't in the and and, and there's a there's a boy involved and he kind of gets taken into arnie's world and then comes mm. back out into the real and it's the way it kind of flicks in and out it's really good it's very clever um, okay cool yeah and that was made by john mctiernan who did die hard uh and, oh, okay. and a few other movies but anyway but anyway, we're not talking about those Arnie movies. We're, to, we're no. talking. So, first question then about uh, about the sixth day. How's the science? Well, like I say, I don't know. I haven't seen it, but I'm sure it's great. <laughs> <laughs> As with all all movies, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Okay. Well, now we've got the science out of the way. What, what, mm. You know, what, why why should we watch this movie? What what is there about this movie that that has compelled you to put it on your list? Well, I mean, th- the main reason is I haven't seen it. And sometimes it's 
like Chris and I will pick movies that you know we want to watch and have heard good things about but have never seen and therefore potentially the listener has not also seen if they are as avid movie watchers as what yeah. we are no no I get all that we haven't actually said anything about what the film's about and so that's what I was trying to get at I don't know Danny it's got Arnold Schwarzenegger in and he has like a little blue eye some that glows <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're selling this one aren't you Okay, well, I it says need to. it's got Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. Well, it says here that this is an action sci fi film, and it says a man meets a clone of himself and stumbles into a grand conspiracy about clones taking over the world. Exactly, that's what I said. <laughs> when? I mean, oh, I see now why Chris read... needed time off. <laughs> when you read it like that, it kind of sounds a little bit like Total Recall, a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit. I mean, I think that that's something that sometimes movie makers go for, don't they? They try to think to themselves, you know, how like we want to, you know, Total Recall, massive success for Arnie, was was slightly out of his usual thing because it was sci-fi and it was interesting. Let's do, can we do another one? What can we do mm-hmm. that's like that? And and I wonder how much of this movie started like that, and how much of it perhaps in the in the marketing of the movie where they thought let's try and pitch it like it's you know if you like total recall you'll love this yeah exactly and i mean you can't blame them for doing something like that can you you know you want to get your audiences in and if like you said before people like to go to the movies and know what they're getting so it certainly helps okay well um that's uh that's on wednesday the 31st of august that's the arnold schwarzenegger film and that's all you really need to know apparently the sixth Mm -hmm. day that's on 9 p.m on five action well thank you very much danny for stepping in to chris's shoes this 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 fine podcast day and we chris and i would normally finish off by saying well thank you to the listener for listening of course as well as if they have any questions or comments on the movies that we've discussed uh, or in any other previous podcasts, of course, as well, they can get in contact with us. Um, probably best email me in this case, Sam. At yeah, because I don't Sen- care. So yeah, Sam at com. Yeah, Danny, you know, it's not his normal week, so he's not too bothered about getting emails. <laughs> I get enough, to be fair. I don't need more. I'm... I've, I'm, I'm... Yeah, you know, the joy of like, oh, there's a ping. Oh, I've got an email. That 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 day's long since passed. Yeah. But, uh, but no, Sam would love to hear from you. Sam at cinemaspodcast.com with any film-related feedback you may wish to offer. That's right. And do tune in again next week where you'll be back, Danny, won't you, with Howard Linsky? That's right, yes, with everybody's favourite, highly acclaimed local author, Howard Linsky, uh, who's got two books coming out in September. So we'll probably be banging the life out of them next week. But we might try and squeeze some movie chit-chat in there as well. But uh, anyway, in the meantime, as Sam, thank you very much. Uh, Chris, uh, hope your 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 ailments uh, are no longer with you soon. And we'll do this all again sometime. This was a blast. Absolutely. Thank you again and take care, everyone. Hi, I'm Matt Adams, the heart of the Hearts Advertiser for over 10 years. Join me and host Danny Smith for St Albans Podcast. A weekly look at the news, views and reviews of the city and district of St Albans. As well as our delve into the local stories that matter, we regularly cover topics including health, food and drink, legal matters, the theatre scene and mental health. Alongside our regular features, we talk to people from our wonderful community, sharing some of the amazing work they do. Episodes are released every Wednesday at 7pm 
And you can find us by going to your podcast platform of choice and searching for the St. Albans Podcast. Find out more at stalbanspodcast.com. Thank you.